it was you, it was you. Anyway, moving swiftly on, my goodness. He's a good, good father, isn't he? That's who he is. That's who he is. And I'm loved by you, by him. That's who I am. Um, that speaks of identity, doesn't it? And it's really important, you know, before we dive in this, this morning, that we understand who he is and who we are. And that's what we've been looking at these last couple of weeks, looking at the passage, uh, Romans chapter 12. It's in view of God's mercy, the preceding 11 chapters, it's in view of all of that, that we get to do what we're talking about and everything that Carly so brilliantly articulated this morning. But it's important that we understand who we are. We're loved by him. We love because he first loved us. And when we experience that, we're able to go give that away to a broken, hurting world. We're a people of truth. We speak truth. We're a people of light. We speak life. We're a people of grace and mercy. We're quick to forgive and not bear and hold grudges. This is who we are. This is who we are. This is the people of God. This is the family of God. United together. And together we are the hands and feet of Jesus. We're in our series called Acts, uh, which has already been highlighted here. And uh, if you don't have one of these, I would encourage you to pick one up. Inside it has uh, a bit of a, a calendar there of different events coming up. And uh, this Saturday morning will be really, really great fun. And uh, what I thought I would do is actually, you know, sometimes when you look at those things, and we often talk about get involved, get involved, sometimes I think we disqualify ourselves really quickly. We kind of think, oh, I couldn't do that, or I'm not spiritual enough, or oh, no, that's just not my gifting, or that's not what, you know. And I just thought what we would do in order to qualify to be on the team on Saturdays, have a bit of an audition. Is that okay? So I think most people will have two hands here. I don't think we have anyone who, um, anyway. So why don't we, uh, <laughs> and if you don't, we could pray for that afterwards. That was a bit inappropriate. Sorry. Sorry. If you're listening, if you're listening to the podcast online, uh, my name's Johnny Graham. So, um, so, <laughs> so why don't we take out a hand, and then we'll take our other hand, and we'll put it together. There we go. So, if you are able to do that, you're on the team. Saturday morning, 10 past 9, down beside the skate park. That would be absolutely uh, tremendous. We're in Romans uh, chapter 12, and... Uh, the next few verses. We're going to talk about gifts this morning. Uh, we're talking about spiritual gifts. And uh, we can find it there. It says there, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. This is one of uh, four 
uh, explicit passages about spiritual gifts that we find in the New Testament. And it outlines seven spiritual gifts. Briefly, uh, another passage from Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. Uh, Paul writes to them. He says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. And so in those four passages in the New Testament, some of you will be really familiar with them. Some of you, that's the first time you've ever heard that spoken. And in other snippets of scripture, some people argue or put forward that there are a number of different spiritual gifts which are apportioned and given to each and individual follower of Jesus. And I wonder, this is not a pass-fail. This is not a, oh my goodness, but this will be really helpful for me. I'd like you to put your hand up and just show me, just, just as a, if you are aware of what you think are your strongest spiritual gifts that God has given you. Just put your hand up. Wow. Thank you for the hands down. I'm amazed at how many that was. I really thought there would just be a few. And uh, that's really, really helpful. And what I think we'll do um, is later in the autumn or maybe in the New Year's, we'll come back to this. Because one of the things about being part of the body of Christ is knowing what your spiritual gifts actually are. I was thinking about this uh, in the middle of the night, actually, and it kind of refers to last week. I was kind of thinking this, that when we talk about the body of Christ, we talk about oh, someone's an arm and someone's a leg and someone's the vocal cords or the, the nasal hair or the uh, whatever it is. It, nasal hair has a function in the body. Isn't that right? Some of us aging gentlemen have more of it than others. But it stops the dust particles getting in, apparently, and this probably has other things as well. So it has a role. It has a function. And it's important that each person within the body of Christ knows what their function is. And I think there's many of us don't know what that is. We don't actually know if I'm a this or I'm a that. And we do... As you know, we say, get involved. As you know, many of you are serving faithfully uh, in some capacity, be it on our Sundays or be it during the week in a group or some ministry, and that's absolutely fantastic. But what we would like to do is really help each and every believer come to a place where you know where you are spiritually gifted. What of these seven are you? And if it's not one of those, then there's plenty others as well. Okay, so we'll, we'll revisit this at some point. But before, um, what I want us to do is actually talk about what they are. For some of us, this will be kind of old ground. For some of us, this is completely new. You've never heard this. And then I want to talk about, well, how do you know what your gifts are? And then what do you do next? So first of all, spiritual gifts are God-given and they are from him, distributed by the Holy Spirit, which is why they're called spiritual gifts. They are different to our normal talents. You know, so we talk about, ah, oh, 
she's so talented at music. Or that person's just so uh, creative and so artistic. Now, there can often be a crossover between what we know in the natural as talent, but a spiritual gift is something that the Holy Spirit gives over and above. And it's in such a way that it is used for serving the body of Christ and serving the world. God-given for us to serve others within the body and to serve the world. Now, there's a, a number of different kind of classes or classifications of them, and no, none are better than the other. Some are more serving gifts, which are used for service, and some are more kind of manifestation gifts, or you might have heard the term charismatic gifts, things like prophecy and knowledge and healing, etc., etc. They are tools and not trophies. What do I mean by that? They are to be used. A bit like you go to the allotment, you're going to dig with something, a spade or a shovel or a fork or whatever it might be, tools to dig the earth with. Spiritual gifts, they are tools that God gives us to use, and they're not trophies. What I mean by that is it's not like, oh, yes, I uh, look up on my mantelpiece there. I've got the, tro- uh, I've got the spiritual gift of uh, wisdom. I got that back in uh, 2013. When someone prayed for me and they just said I was a wise old bean. And there it is. Look, wisdom up on the mantelpiece and you can look at it. I take it out and polish it from time to time. No, it is something that's part of our gift set, our skill set, what God has given us to use, to use, to get involved. That's the word for this morning, isn't it? (laughs) There's no hierarchy amongst the spiritual gifts. There are none that are better than the other. whatever God has given you. And what God has given you is different to what God has given or entrusted to someone else. We are able to exercise all of the spiritual gifts to a certain degree or portion. Okay? So, um, and yet, there will be two or three that God gives us that are specifically who we are. Does that make sense? So uh, what that means is we can't say, you know, let's say, I'll just give you an example. I'm being a bit naughty here, but it's okay. Yeah, let, let's say we're really busting to get out the door on a particular Sunday morning. There's loads of chairs, and we say, oh, would you just give us a hand putting the chairs away? We can't turn around and go, no, I don't have the gift, the spiritual gift of serving. You know, that would be a good excuse, wouldn't it? The same with with um, with giving, you know. You can't say, "I oh, know, uh, I'm not going to commit to giving financially to church because I don't have the spiritual gift of giving." That's just a cop out, isn't it? Conversely, you know, you could say, "Prophecy, nah, I don't hear the Lord. I don't hear God speaking because I don't have the spiritual gift of prophecy." It's like, no, you are able if you are a Christian and the Holy Spirit lives in you to hear the voice of the Lord. So we get to exercise all of the gifts, but there will be two or three uh, that are more prominent or stronger that God gives you. Um, Where are we? So how do we know? How do we know what they are? Uh, Well, uh, first of all, you kind of do what just comes naturally. 
It's a bit like your parents. You just kind of just do it. It just kind of seems to come natural in you. And that's one way you begin to discover, oh, maybe God's really given me that. Before that, it's important that we know what they are, by the way. And we've looked at seven of them. And if you're curious and you've never come across this before, you would like to know what they all are, please ask me and I'll happily email to you the other main passages where you can go and discover them for yourself. So do what comes naturally. And, uh, and it's important that you fan into flames, as Paul writes to Timothy, the gifts that God has given you. Ask other people. That's often one of the best ways is, is, is ask a loved one. Ask someone that knows you well, what do you think I'm doing? What do you think it is that God has actually entrusted to me and given to me? And just go ahead and ask them. Obviously, we're asking God. We're saying, God, I am willing I want you to show me, I want you to reveal to me who I am in the way that you've made me. Would you please reveal to me, show me what you have gifted me with? Another way is through a prophetic word. And I'll speak about that in a minute. Uh, I remember as a young man, I remember sitting in a, a, there was about 30, 40 people in the room and a guy who'd come speak and was talking about church planting and I think I was 18, 19 years of age and just during as he was speaking he said you and he just pointed at me and it was like oh, secrets in going to be revealed to the nations that doesn't happen by the way in a public place um, so I'm sitting there and, and he just says I just see you, I just sense you the Lord has gifted you with, um, with the gift of teaching I just see you teaching see you up front and I see you speaking before people and when he said those things I thought yes I think that's right remember last week I confessed that I wanted to be a worship leader because they get the girls <laughs> ulterior motives and all that <laughs> but um but whenever whenever this prophetic word was given I, I sensed something in my own spirit that that was right and as a young believer, I, I, I read the scriptures and I listened to other people teaching and I associated with what they were saying. And I looked at ways in which they spoke and deliver and all that sort of stuff. And I thought, yes, that's great. Now, here's the thing. And this is not in the notes. I always go off when Pastor Kel's head goes down. That's what I say next. So, but I remember, and this is a young Christian, a naive lacking humility with ego thinking oh, puff the chest out oh, there's a gift of teaching oh, check me out expecting invitations to come through the post and, uh, and I remember going to my pastor saying I've got what it takes and uh, Mike was just like that's great mate keep reading the bible just keep showing up he was wise because he'd been there and because he was protecting a young man with an ego and he was wanting to steward me well and that was that and that's the beginning so it came from a prophetic word it comes and it comes and opportunities come and then we are faithful 
with what God has given us. And what does the parable of the talent say? To those who are faithful with little, I will give more. And that's how it works. So we begin to exercise our spiritual fletch and muscle in the spiritual gifts that God's given us. And lo and behold, if we're faithful in that, he entrusts more and he gives more to us. The other way, which I've done before, and uh, I've encouraged other people here, our leadership team have done this, uh, is an online spiritual gift survey. And uh, if you're taking notes, uh, take it down. I think it's called spiritualgiftstest.com. And uh, you can go there. It's a brilliant website. And I think it's all free. And it's like 100 questions. But it's like, it's like a spiritual Myers-Briggs. And uh, you punch in all your answers to the thing. And then it kind of churns out. You've got the gift of this and the gift of that. And it's, it, it, it's remarkably accurate. And uh, I would encourage you, that would be a really good place uh, to kind of go to in terms of beginning to discover what your spiritual gifts are. So what do we do next? And we'll come into land shortly. Use it or lose it. Paul writes to uh, Timothy, a young man who he had invested his life in and coached and mentored and discipled. And he says this, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. And that kind of comes back to what I've said there in terms of whatever it is that God has given you, use it. And just be faithful in it. It doesn't matter how small it might seem to you. It's still in his hands, significant and important. Remember the last couple of weeks we said, we kept saying, so often we look and we, we look at Christians, don't we? And think, oh my goodness, they're incredible. Look at what they're doing. That's just amazing. And we look for the super Christian. And then we disqualify ourselves because we think, oh, look at them, they're just horrid. They're average. I'm just a little middle-aged. God chooses the ordinary when we put ourselves in his shoes and we step out in his power, in his presence, and he does the extraordinary through the ordinary, through digging dirt, through clearing rubble, clearing weeds, you get to see the kingdom come, through the ordinary, and we can all do that, we can all clap, we can all cheer, we can all do those things.